Amen. Faithful people like yourselves. Amen. That make it a point to be in the house of God on a Wednesday night. Amen. There's a scripture, and it's not in this one here, but it's in the book of Psalms, that says, Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. And uh, something supernatural, amen, the, the potential's endless uh, for any particular service, amen. There's endless potential for any just one service that we have here, amen. And uh, God can do miraculous things tonight, amen. God can give you a word tonight that will sustain you for the next 20 years in your life, amen. If you'll lock on with the word of God, amen, that is the potential of one service, amen. And I believe that God can do the impossible. Amen. God can do the impossible. John chapter number 10, and we're going to read a few verses so you can remain seated. Uh, but John chapter 10, verse number 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but, come, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He that, entereth, he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. Amen. He knows every one of us here tonight by name. Amen. He knows more about you than you realize. Amen. God knows exactly where you are tonight. And he knows your name. Amen. Something about, amen, taking a moment here, but if you were to uh, meet for one moment in passing perhaps some famous celebrity or whatever and you just said hi my name is Dee Dee and they, and they said okay nice to meet you and then a year later you run into that person in the grocery store and say hey Dee Dee you'd be like oh, they remember my name it's something special you think that person remember my name I, I just thought I was just some random Joe Schmo but uh, they remembered my name and that means something and the Bible says amen that he calleth his own sheep by name he knows our names tonight. He knows that we're here in Abundant Life Center in Lathrop, California, and he knows, amen, the address of your residence, amen. He knows your middle name. He knows your first name, your last name. He knows He knows you tonight, amen. He knows his sheep by name and calleth them by such. And when he put it forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Amen. The sheep, after a period of time, begin to recognize the voice of the shepherd. They begin to uh, understand and know the voice of their shepherd. And they can, they can distinguish the voice of their shepherd from the voices of other shepherds. They can distinguish the voice of their shepherd by that of the thief or the robber that would attempt to slip in in the midnight hour and lead them astray. And, it's, and the Bible says in verse number 5, And a stranger will they not follow but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And the Bible says in verse 6, This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Amen. There is a certain sound, amen, uh, that that it is hearing the voice of God. It's a certain sound 
Amen. It's a clear and certain sound when God speaks into our lives. Amen. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and he shall go in and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And verse number 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. Because that kind of an individual, the hireling, is only looking out for their own welfare. They're only looking out for their own well-being. But the true shepherd of the sheep is the one that stands between the wolf and the sheep and says, you got to come to me first, Mr. Wolf, if you want to take one of these sheep. Amen. He lays his life down for the sheep, for that sheepfold. Amen. And the Bible says, but he that isn't hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he isn't hireling and careth not for the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And finally, verse number 16, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. The sheep shall hear his voice. The sheep shall hear his voice. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. I can hear his voice. Amen. I can hear the voice of God and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Amen. God has one church tonight. And I want to talk for a few moments uh, on knowing the voice of God, knowing the voice of God. Uh, Skipping over just a few more verses. uh, The same chapter, verse number 27 says, my sheep hear my voice, my sheep. Hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And another verse in first Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 10, it says there are it may be so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without signification. Amen. Knowing the voice of God is so imperative for the church in 2018. We've got to know the voice of God. We've got to be able to distinguish the voice of God. In our lives from other voices in this world. Uh, Just a few hours ago tonight. Amen. As I was preparing. Getting ready to come to church. um, And thankful. Amen. Thankful tonight that I have an auntie that lives with us. And helps with with dinners and food. And she was there making uh, a nice dinner for me and my wife. Um, And she had on her phone playing a, a preaching from one of the, the apps that's available in the, the phone systems. Uh, and the voice was one that I think many of us would recognize. Uh, I believe it was Brother Lee Stone King. And if you heard Brother Lee Stone King's voice, you would probably recognize it. Amen. Because he says certain key phrases and certain key uh, words, and he uses certain intonations in his voice. Uh, I My mind goes back to many landmarks ago where he would preach about uh, I set you free. And he would he would say it in the certain way that only Brother Stone King could say it in. 
And if you've heard Brother Stone King enough times, you could just hear uh, someone playing on the on their uh, in the old days. It was a Walkman or a Discman, but now it's on their MP3 player. But you can hear somebody playing it and you can instantly recognize, oh, you're listening to Brother Stone King. That's a good message. Another particular preacher that uh, you may recognize his voice is Brother Jeff Arnold. Amen. Brother Jeff Arnold is a notable minister, man of God. And hearing his voice, uh, you just instantly recognize it. But I was teasing my wife there in the kitchen a few hours ago. saying, how could you not recognize Brother Stone King's voice? He's got that certain voice. And then I found myself a few minutes later asking my aunt, who's this preaching? She said, that's Brother Jeff Arnold. I thought, man, I couldn't recognize that voice either. Um, other preachers that you have heard probably uh, ring true their their voices. Uh, one other individual, a couple other individuals that I'm thinking about is Brother Charles Mahaney. As Brother Charles Mahaney would preach, he would oftentimes drift into the Hebrew and use that spitting voice, uh, trying to give you the interpretation of what that word meant in Hebrew. And he would uh, he would say certain phrases like Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And you recognize that's Brother Charles Mahaney. He had a certain distinction to his voice. Brother, uh, one of the individuals that I that has impacted my life, not up close and personal, but from a distance, is Brother Billy Cole. Brother Billy Cole has a certain laugh, a certain uh, way of, about him that he preaches. And he's just he's an awesome preacher. A certain distinction you can recognize when Brother Billy Cole's preaching. Um, there are certain voices you can recognize if you've been familiar with hearing them. They, they ring true and they bring back a certain memory perhaps of, of a message long time ago that you heard and you recognize. Oh, that's Brother Billy Cole. I remember when he preached this word from God and, and I received that in my spirit. Uh, but there are certain voices that we can recognize. And I've had fun from time to time playing with my voice. Uh, the only one that I seem to be able to get away with playing with, dis- disguising my voice with my dad. And a lot of times I've called, I've called my dad on the phone, and uh, he's got one of those timeless devices. It's called a flip phone, and I'm not embarrassing him too much, but love my dad. And on the flip phone, you can't always tell oftentimes who's calling. There's only a certain amount of spaces available on the front of that phone. And so he'll hear the phone. He'll just answer right away. He won't really know who's calling. So from time to time, I've teased him and I say, and I call him by name because I have to be able to get away with it. And I'll say, uh, Alex Camarena, I need me a haircut, you know. And, Who's this? And I say, this is Frank. I need that right away. And oh, OK, well, when can you be here? I'll be there in 30 minutes. And I teased him one time and, and sure enough, I showed up 30 minutes later in his house for a haircut. But he was looking for Frank. And, and I said, I'm Frank. Dad, I'm the one that called you. I was just having a good time playing. But after a while, I think he's gotten smart and he's figured out, this is my son, isn't it? <laughs> this is my son, Nathan. And I, yeah, it's me. Sometimes I'll just, I don't want to keep trying the same old trick all the time. It's me, Dad. It's Nathan. <laughs> so he's not having a guess, but there's certain voices. Uh, and you can try to disguise your voice. I remember one preacher, he tried to be like a, a Donald Duck. And he just was going on and on talking like Donald Duck and we were thinking, how does he do that with his voice, be able to disguise it and make these certain phrases and sounds? Uh, but there's something about a particular voice that uh, you have to be able to distinguish with time, amen, certain voices in your life and in the world. Uh, 
I, uh, confusion oftentimes abounds whether certain things are the voice of God in your life or they're the voices of other people in your life. Uh, whether it be the voice of God or the voice of the devil, the voice of the flesh or the voice of the world or the voice of another neighbor that intends, amen, has the right intentions but doesn't always have the voice of God on their lips, amen. Sometimes it's just sanctified common sense that we need along with other positive directives in order to determine the things of God versus those of the devil. And one of life's most critical areas for both preacher and saint is being able to know the voice of God. And that's why many times, amen, I found myself here early before church and praying, God, help me to know the voice of God. God, help me to hear your voice, God. God, I can do anything. I can preach any old message, God. Anything that comes to mind, anything that's flashed across the screen of my phone throughout the day or I've heard passing in conversation. But God, somewhere along the line, I've got to know the voice of God. God, the church of the, of the abundant life, sin of the church of the living God, they've got to hear a clear and certain sound. And it must be the voice of God and not just my voice, but God, somewhere along the line, I've got to be able to distinguish that voice. And many times, amen, it's been that same desire that's drove me deeper in prayer, saying, God, speak to me. Amen. How many times did you ever find yourself on your face before God, saying, Lord, I've got to hear a word from God. God, I've got to have some direction in my life. God, I've got to know the voice of God. And I've got to be able to distinguish it from the other voices in this world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If we, amen, are diligent with seeking to hear His voice and to know His voice, amen, we will not so easily go astray every time we hear something or feel something in our spirit, amen. But after a while, after spending time in God's presence, we can be able to discern the voice of God, amen. It's still my desire to hear from heaven on a Wednesday night, it's still my desire to have the voice of God in my life. Amen. I would tell each and every one of you, you can't make it without the voice of God in your life. You cannot make it. I cannot make it without the voice of God in my lives. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I've got to have His voice in my life. I've got to have direction from the Lord. I've got to know that what I'm doing is directed by the Lord. If I'm here, Brother Noah, and it's not the will of God, and if I've got out of the voice of God, and I'm here doing my thing, it's a scary place to be, knowing that I'm here all, all by myself, all on my own. Amen. But when I can look back to an altar call, when I can look back to a service, Brother Nathan, and recognize I heard from God. Amen. God talked to me on that Sunday morning. God visited with me. God spoke to my life. And I know, amen, when the times get hard in the middle. 
hear that voice from another world. God, if it's just one word, God, let me hear something from you. God, let me hear something from you. And I would tell you the only way oftentimes you can learn to hear the voice of God is when you, amen, have been getting in His presence. And sometimes you just stop and listen and say, God, let me hear it. God, let me meditate upon you. God, help me to be sensitive to your voice. God, I don't want to make the wrong decisions. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to get out of the will of God. God, I got to hear your voice. I got to know the voice of God. Hallelujah. We want to hear from him most of the time, but the dilemma is knowing beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is God's voice and not our own voice. Hallelujah. To know comes from the Greek word gnosko, which means to perceive, to be resolved, to be sure and understand. Webster defines it as to perceive with a certainty and to understand clearly. Amen. I want to be able to perceive with certainty the voice of God and know that, amen, what I heard from God on a Wednesday night, amen, it is from the Lord. Amen. What I felt from God on a Thursday night prayer meeting, it's from Him. It's not because I ate some weird meal the night before and I feel a little sick in my tummy and I got all sorts of things going on biologically on the inside, but somewhere along the line, amen, I hit my face in prayer on the floor and I pray God speak to me God give me a word God let me to know that you're with me still hallelujah 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 amen I would tell each and every one of you that you are able to hear the voice of God if you'll actively and fervently and wholeheartedly pursue it Amen. You can hear from God, Brother Noah, in a time of prayer. Amen. God can speak right now to where Brother Raul is at. And God can give you a word. Amen. But it's up to us to say, God, I desire, I desire to hear from you. God, I'm not going to get up from this place of prayer until I hear from God. Until I hear from heaven. I've got to have a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. One translation of John chapter 10 and 27 says that my sheep recognize my voice. Amen. Amidst the social media sending message after message our way and the impulses of our flesh and even the world around us and others' voices, it is imperative that we are able to discern the voice of God. Amen. I've got to be able to discern His voice and know that this is God talking to me. Amen. I would tell you, in case you're wondering, amen, in case you're wondering why you woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you heard, you felt like God may have said pray, amen, that's not the devil waking you up that early to pray. Amen. That's God saying it's time to get up, Brother Raul, and it's time to hit your knees and pray. Amen. It's time to get up and it's time to pray. Amen. There's certain things, amen, that if you just know, amen, the devil's not going to whisper to me, amen, I need, to, I need to give an offering above and beyond what I normally do. Amen. That's not the, that's not how the devil works. Amen. But if you're feeling something in your spirit, amen, it's God. Amen. If it's to draw closer to God, if it's to do something for God, it's from the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
being close to God is essential for hearing and knowing His voice. Being close to God is essential for hearing and knowing His voice. Not lukewarmness, not haphazardly approaching the things of God. Not with our carnal nature. Not with a life filled with worldliness and all sorts of filth from this world. Because those are what develop distance between us and God. The carnal nature, lukewarmness, worldliness. Amen. Those don't bring us closer to God, but those create a a divide between us and our God. Those create distance between us and God. And, And it's hard for you to be able to recognize the voice of another if you haven't spent some time with them. If you haven't uh, uh, spent some time with them, I'm, I'm still amazed that many times hanging around my friends, the Hoyles, and, and we're there talking, having a good time, and all of a sudden they hear, they hear little Wesley, another side of the house, crying, or a little whimper, thinking, how'd they hear that? But after time is the only thing I can come up with. After a while, you begin to learn certain voices, and you begin to uh, spend a lot of time you know, the Hoyles, they, they live with Wesley. They raise him. They're there all the time with him. After a while, they recognize, that's my boy. And he's, there's a whimper. And I can hear him. I, I, I can know that, that that's a voice that's calling out to me. And similarly, as we spend time in his presence, when it becomes a daily uh, ritual of your life, Brother Terrence, and you daily are in the presence of God, daily you're talking to God, daily, amen, you're on your knees praying before the Lord, talking in tongues. After a while, you begin to hear some things, and you begin to hear, say, wait a minute, that sounds like the voice of God. That, that, that's a different kind of a sound. That's a different kind of a voice. That's not like the voice of any other in my life. But that is the voice of God. And that comes with time in His presence. Amen. Our will must be conquered before we can be submissive to God's Word and His will. Amen. We must, amen, conquer our will in the time of prayer before the Lord. Amen. It's not always a convenient thing to do. It's not always a desirable thing to do to get in God's presence. Amen. We want to do a million other things. We'd rather pick up, amen, 500-pound boulders sometimes and just get on our knees and pray. We sometimes we want to do all sorts of crazy things, but pray. And if we can learn, I've got to pray. I've got to conquer my will. And I've got to bend my knee. And I've got to, amen, put my face on the floor. And I've got to pray. When we conquer our will, amen, God can begin to speak to us. Because he knows if we can conquer our will, amen, then we can submit to his will. We can submit to his word. And God can speak to us because he knows we will submit ourselves to that word. Hallelujah. God said, cast not your pearls before swine. Because you throw pearls before swine and all they do is trample on them. They don't, take, they don't value pearls. Amen. Amen. The swine don't value pearls. Amen. But if you want to uh, do something with a pearl, you put it in the hands of another individual. And that's what you do with it because you, you recognize uh, people can, they can value, they can treasure, amen, certain elements, certain precious stones, amen. But uh, God's not going to speak to us. God's not going to speak a word to you if you can't conquer your will and you can't learn to pray and you can't learn to submit to God. He's not going to cast the pearl of a special word from him or somebody. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I would tell you additionally that God need not speak to us directly beyond what is already in his word. God does not have to speak to us directly beyond what is already in his word because we have our own responsibility to study the word of God. Amen. We have the responsibility to study and to obey God's word. Amen. That's why the Bible says study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that he is not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes, study to show thyself approved unto God. Yes. Amen. It's our responsibility to break open the scriptures and say, God, 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 speak to me. Yes. Amen. Have you ever been a time in your life and you reach out and you say, God, I just need something. God, help me, God, to flip this page, the page of this book to a certain place, God. And God, give me a word. God, give me a word. God, give me a word. Amen. How much more, amen, if we can memorize the scriptures and say, God, let that word get in my heart. Because in a moment of weakness, in a moment of questioning things, in a moment of confusion, that word comes back to your mind. What time I'm afraid I will trust in the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. There's something about knowing the voice of God. Amen. It dispels confusion. Amen. It is a relief for the anxiety. Hallelujah. Knowing the voice of God. Knowing that what you're doing is directly ordered by His words. Brings comfort. How many a times have I heard my father and my mother say, if I did not know that I was in the will of God, I would have left a long time ago. And a word from God will sustain you for 20, 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, 90 years. A word from God. Somehow, somewhere along the line, uh, I've got to hear from God. I've got to know that voice from another world. Amen. I can, if I can recognize the voice of a radio announcer calling a sports game, and I cannot recognize the voice of God, I've got problems. If I can recognize the voice, amen, of a famous TV celebrity, but I can't recognize the voice of God, I've got to get on my face before Him. And I've got to pray and I've got to seek His face. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. i got to know His voice. Yes. And the Lord said, My sheep know my voice. Not my prophets know my voice, though the prophets of God do know His voice. But I believe what God was trying to say is that you and I can hear his voice. You and I can know his voice, my sheep. I, I want to know his voice. I want to be able to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. We talked a moment ago about a one-time call of God that can impact you and I for a lifetime. A one-time word from God, a voice from God. Amen. This may be you was the first time coming to church as a, as a sinner. Amen. Strung out on drugs, but you heard God saying, come, come. And that's all you heard was just that word, come. And you, you heard that word and it reverberated over and over in your mind. Just come, come closer, 
come to where I am. And that word can sustain a man or a woman, a boy or a girl. Amen. For many, many years. Amen. One word from God. That's why we can never discount the importance of one service. It could be in a Wednesday night. Like tonight when the word of God goes forth. And you hear a voice from all the world. Perhaps calling some of the ministry. And calling others to step out in faith. And do exploits for God. And then it's in one service. Amen. That it can impact the community. It can impact a generation of people. Because of one service. And one word from God. One word from God. Amen. I want to be, I want this to be a church where the voice of God is preached, where the voice of God is told. Amen. Where the voice of God is spoken service after service. And never a dry service goes by. Amen. But every service is, amen, divinely orchestrated by God. And there is a voice speaking to the people of this church. Amen. Perhaps tonight, if our sound has come up higher, Perhaps to others it's come out from among them and be separate. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is for every individual. Perhaps you're seeking a specific word from God, a specific direction from God. You're saying, God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm a little confused. God, I need a word. Amen. You can have a word from God. You can get in God's presence. God can speak to you. God can give you a word. Amen. First John chapter four, verse number one, a scripture that we I've heard many times and it's called it saved many of us many heartache. It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets are gone out in the world. Amen. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God. Whether they be of God. And there will be times, not there might be, but there will be times in the course of your living for God. Somebody will come up to you and say, Brother Josh, I got a word from God. And you're thinking, this, this don't smell right. This don't feel right. I, I, don't, I haven't seen this person living for God faithfully, prayerfully, and they got a word for me? It's believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Some people want to come out and say, I got a word from God. And you look at their life, you're thinking, oh, that sure came easy. Yeah, they've been praying. And you heard from God. You haven't even been faithful to church. And God's talking to you all the time. You got to be able to try the spirits and say, wait a minute. This person gave me a word from God. And I'm looking at their life, and they're always praying. They're always seeking God. They're, oftentimes they don't go out to eat because they're fasting. This person here is always there loving God. And right align with the pastor. That feels like something I can submit myself to. That feels like a spirit I, I want spoken into my life. Someone that is in right and perfect alignment with God. 
Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The Bible gives us an example. I believe it's in the book of Kings or Chronicles or somewhere along that part of the Bible, the Old Testament of the prophet, that the Bible says a lying spirit was put into his lips and he began to lie. He was a prophet, but he had a lying spirit put in him. And the Bible says, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. And even when sometimes you say, well, I heard from God. God spoke to me through this, this prophet. Amen. It's pray about it. Talk. If it's something uh, that you feel this is going to change a lot of things, you need to pray about it. You need to fast about it. You need to talk to your pastor, myself. You need to maybe approach somebody else in church that you know is prayerful and, and is walking with God and say, I, I feel this word from God. Is, is this, does this line up with the word of God? Is it still right? Uh, and it's, it's trying the spirits. It's trying the spirits. If, if some, somewhere along the line you find yourself in the, uh, the beautiful, fun store, Walmart, and somebody walks up and says, I got a word from God. You need to do X, Y, and Z. You're thinking, not because you're in Walmart, but because you don't know this person. You need to take that word and say, well, let me pray on that. Let me, let me search my, my Bible. Let me see if that lines up with the word. Let me talk to my pastor. It, this is just good advice. It may not be for what you're going through right now, but it's just good advice. You need to know, hey, uh, if, some, if, if somebody speaks into my life, perhaps it's in an altar call, does that word line up with the word of God? Is that, is that in a perfect alignment? Is, am, do I know how to try the spirits? Do I know how to test it out if that's from God or if that's just my flesh wanting to do its own thing? Amen. Our mind will generate voices, amen, through self-talk, amen. Satan will generate a voice in your life if you're not careful, amen. Books that you may be reading and you think, well, this book is about, uh, it's about Christianity. It's a good book. I got it at Barnes & Noble. I got it on Borders. I got it on Amazon. It's, a, it's about Jesus. Be careful. Be careful. Just going to tell you, not every. Not every spirit is from the Lord. You may pick up a book and feel, after reading certain books, I feel so confused. I feel so confused. And your mind, because you've been reading the Bible, goes back to the scripture. God is not the author of confusion. And you can begin to know, I'm trying that spirit against the word of God. And this is just causing all sorts of confusion in my life. That's not from God. That's not from God. God is going to give you a clear and a certain sound when he speaks to you. He speaks to your life. There's no doubting. There's no wondering if it's, if it's God or not. Amen. There's books you can read. There's thoughts that pop into your mind. There's pictures that you'll see uh, and they'll begin to uh, generate a voice in, in your mind. Uh, God will give us any instructions. God will give us any instructions we need that are not readily available. If there's something you've been praying about, you've been talking to God about, and you don't find it in the, in the word of God, yes, you are to sell your house and move to X city. That's not in the word of God. But you can pray about that. You can talk to myself about that. Say, well, I feel this. 
Oftentimes, God gives you a word. It'll work out somehow. Many times, God has spoken to my life or through an impression. Uh, and, I've, and I've felt, felt God, I feel like this is from you. But God, just, to, just so I know it's from you, would you allow that door to open all by itself? And I'll just walk through it. And God does it. And God makes a way. You must have a sincere desire to please God if you want to hear from God the right thing. Listen carefully. You must have a a sincere desire to please God if you want to hear from Him the right thing. The right thing. Because the Bible says to those that constantly resist and fight and and repel the word of God, that he'll send them a strong delusion. He'll send, God will send them a strong delusion. You're thinking, well, God told me it's okay for me to start wearing pants and start wearing jewelry and start watching television, and God told me it's okay to start doing this. And you you lost that sincere desire to please God. God is going to sometimes send people strong delusions because that's not the will of God. Amen. The will of God is that we be holy and separate unto the Lord. Amen. There is methods through which God speaks. We mentioned the word of God, the Holy Bible. Sometimes it's the people of God. Amen. Sometimes it's just another uh, a praying saint in the church says, I've been praying, I've been fasting. Amen. And God gave me a word for your life. Amen. Sometimes God speaks to you directly. Amen. There was a time, amen, that my mom told me many years ago as she was uh, her and my father were starting to miss church due to work and whatnot, and, and she she uh, she heard from the Lord, Amen. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. It was an audible voice, Amen. Sometimes God will speak to you directly, Amen, concerning what you're supposed to do, Amen. And you know, hey, that that's nothing other than the voice of God in my life. Uh, there's no, uh, Amen. It's indistinguishable, Amen. You cannot, uh, Amen. You cannot mistake the voice of God when it comes to you. Sometimes audibly in a loud voice, like I'm preaching tonight, Amen. Sometimes the word of God, the voice of God, comes through through gifts of the Spirit. Sometimes it comes to the church with tongues and interpretation. We've had that here, and somebody will erupt speaking in tongues, and somebody else gives the interpretation. I would say, amen, you make sure you've got the mind of God before you launch out into tongues and interpretation. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying before, if, you, if, you're, feeling, if you're feeling something from God, oftentimes, amen, tongues and interpretation comes so, so, violent, so violently, so abruptly from the depths of your soul, amen, that you can't contain it. It just comes forth. Amen. There's other times that you're you're kind of you're you're kind of you know you know straddling the fence. You're not really sure. Amen. But if you feel the Holy Ghost, Amen. Speaking, you've been praying and you feel God's been moving your life. Amen. You let it go and you speak. Amen. What God gives you, and I would tell you that God can use anybody. God can use anybody. Amen. That's been aligning themselves with the Word of God. Sometimes God speaks through dreams and visions. The word of God, the voice of God comes through dreams and visions. My father told me that several years ago in a time of prayer, amen, that he he was he went to bed and uh, he several times, I believe several nights in a row, he he woke up in a cold sweat and his dream was he died. And he felt like God was saying, you need to pray about the pastoring 
the pastorship of the church. And it was, it was God given something clear. And it was shortly thereafter that God began to speak to my life. God began to speak to me about coming to Lathrop. Uh, and sometimes it's dreams and visions. Sometimes it's angels speaking, such as to the Virgin Mary. Sometimes it's by impression. Amen. God will give you a strong impression. And I would say be careful with this one as there is in this area trial and error many times. Learning what is the voice of God. And do not act impulsively. Amen. When you feel uh, an impression. But be, do it prayerfully. Amen. And always authenticate the voice of God by using the Bible as a final reference. By using the voice of your pastor. And by using much prayer. Amen. To be able to know the voice of God. If I was you, I wouldn't just launch and do any big thing in life without covering it in prayer and saying, God, give me a word from you. God, I'm going to pray about this thing. God, I'm not just going to sell my home and move to Texas because it sounds like a nice thing to do. And I could have a big house on the lake with big mosquitoes and big rats and everything else. But I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to say, God, I'm struggling to live here in San Jose, paying a million dollar house for 800 square foot home. But God, if it's your will, help me to know. It's easy to get up and move and say, well, I'm going to go move to Texas. I'm going to go move to Wyoming or somewhere crazy. But when you know it's God, amen, you authenticate it with the word of God. The voice of your pastor in much prayer. And finally, use godly, prayerful people as a sounding board. Godly, prayerful people as a sounding board. And ask yourself the question, is everyone that's close to me and truly cares for my spiritual well-being against this or for it? Sometimes that's just a good way to know. Everybody in my life, including my pastor, those in church, are against it. It's probably not from the Lord. You got to say, God, if it's from you, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. I don't know how. It'll work out. God will make a way. Why don't we stand to our feet? Amen. Let's lift our hands in the air and let's just thank the Lord for a moment before we're dismissed and let's ask the Lord to